0: Good evening. My name is Travis. This is Oscar Mike Radio. You're seeing this on September 3rd, 2020, and I'm joined by prior Oscar Mike Radio guests. I've been a guest on his show, and he's been a guest on mine. I'm going to welcome back the author, Army veteran, um, just outstanding professional coach, Ben Biddick of Get Up Nation. Ben, welcome back to Oscar Mike Radio.
1: Awesome to be here, Travis. Awesome to be back. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Man, it's really good to have you back, especially at this time, Ben. Um, Before we get into my questions, I just, for people who who haven't seen you before on the show, even though I'm going to have the link to our first show together and the one I did with you, can you kind of just tell people your background? Because you have a really like hands-on, you know, a journey with your outreach.
1: Absolutely, yep. So uh, when I was a kid, basically, you know, when we think ahead to our life and we think, what am I going to do with this opportunity? I'm, you know, people say, what are you going to be when you grow up and all this stuff and kids see amazing things on TV. They want to be an athlete. They want to be, you know, they want, they see these spectacular things happening and, uh, these amazing people and heroes that they have out there. And so we're confronted with that question of what are we going to do with this gift, this gift of being alive and being aware of it? Uh, that it's, it's just a, we miss it. We miss the power of that in itself. And and oftentimes we get super distracted and we get uh, irritated by things and frustrated by things. And we don't take the time to actually realize that it is an absolute miracle to be alive and aware of it. So as a kid, I saw a lot of uh, things that were troubling, um, wanted to do good, wanted to uh, serve others. I had uh, so many good things happen to me and I got confronted with the fact that that's not what everybody has. And so uh, that was very disturbing to me. Um, I had a lot of loving people in my life. And uh, to see other people who are going through worse, uh, was, it's very troubling as a child. And so I just figured, you know, this what I want to do with my life and, and having some early, uh, I guess, exposure to death and, and mortality. Uh, it was very clear to me that, you know, this, this life, as far as we know, we only have this moment. And there's no guarantee that we get another one. And so if you're going to live your life, you better live it to the fullest. You better live with everything that you are and make the most of every moment because um, nothing's guaranteed. And so that just began the journey of, you know, what's most important? Like, really, do I want to make a gazillion dollars? What do I do? Why do I want to be, you know, a pro athlete? What is the coolest thing that I could be, the most satisfying um, thing that I could be? And basically what that comes down to, what I, what I guess in my study and, and pursuit my journey what I really kind of learned was that it's about people that everything you know at the, when you when you come to the end of your life or when you're around people who are dying you know they're not saying you know hey I had a <laughs> I had a gazillion dollars I had th- you know three mansions and they were all awesome you know they don't we, it's much more raw we're much more vulnerable it's death is so similar to birth it's bizarre it's it's um and so as 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 I kind of saw that, I was like, well, I think the wisest use of my time is to give a crap about people and to really immerse myself in how can I make people's lives better? How can I have fun with them? How can I, um, you know, help them out of painful or desperate or frustrating uh, situations? How could I be of help? Um, And so basically it just led to a life of service. So from that point on, it was just largely you know how can i help if there's suffering that's happening i want to understand what's causing that suffering what what is it that's causing that pain what how do we how do we impede ourselves how do we impede others whether we know it or we don't how do we you know stop this uh, uh, an existence that ha- to happen where everybody is flourishing thriving and satisfied and filled with a mutual respect not isolated connected Um, And having really satisfying relationships and not only that, but having a satisfying relationship with yourself because, you know, to be honest, many of us then throw ourselves into service as you know, you're, you know, Served in the Marine Corps. You have your audience is is amazing uh, men and women who have you know often served in, in the armed forces. They put their own life on the line to make a better world for other people. So to understand that, and sometimes we get buried. And I'm just going to do stuff for other people all the time. But what about me? And and a healthy relationship with yourself is is a really important thing. But anyway, I'm getting I'm getting kind of sidelined into things. But basically, my my background is how can I help? How can I serve? How can I make people's lives better in every way? And if I do that every day, then on my deathbed, when I look back, however my time is, whenever that happens, I can look back and all I will see is faces like yours and faces like um, you introduced me to Danny Rocco. You introduced me to, to some amazing people. And and um, it's been fun to come on your show. It's been fun to have you on my show. And you know, when I look back, I'll think of these moments where we spent you know, an evening talking about important things and then going out and doing good things to impact people's lives in a positive way.
0: So one of the things that's central to mm-hmm. what your outreach is with Get Up Nation is the the concept of resilience. Yep. And, and, you know, I, I bought into that. I got to, you introduced me to, you know, Nick Bennis, Matt Bloom, and Buzz Bryan with their book, uh, The Warrior's Book of Wisdom and Virtue. I didn't get the title right, but I'll have it here in this links. Mm -hmm. Sure. The core is about resilience Mm -hmm. and it just seems to me now that you have to be emotionally drained at some point because we are in a state, not just the United States, not just our respective areas of the country, but humanity right now is in need of embracing resilience. Why do you think that is because I'm going to set this question up like this. I think back to World War II and you know sixty years ago where seventeen-year-old kids were 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 crossing the beach in Normandy, getting shot down B seventeens and getting, you know, joined the serves at fifteen. And now we've got seventeen-year-old kids who, you know, can't deal with, with with other challenges. So first talk about why we think we're here at this point now, please.
1: Yep. I think um, I think we are being confronted with uh, a a largely distracting. So, so we have a lot of conveniences. We've, we've gotten to the point in our society where, um, you know, we're not just, it's not just uh, like a fight or flight anymore. It's beyond just like looking for threats and walking, watching out for lions who are trying to eat us. And when it's not just we're hunting for food and trying to stay warm, we are a very, advanced society in a form of conveniences. We have tons of convenience. Uh, we have a lot of resources as far as financial. Um, we are extremely innovative. Our uh, innovation is speeding so fast that even that our lives change so rapidly um, that it's so easy to be distracted. We have a lot of shiny objects, a lot of uh, ways that we can have convenience in our life. And so we don't... So I think to a certain degree we are distracted from some of the core principles of who we are and now a lot of the change and a lot of the challenges that we're facing the terrain is not necessarily you know fighting over a concept of you know how are people going to be ruled how are people are people going to have freedom are they going to have you know these dictatorships and this tyranny and basically you know the we defeated the Nazi Germany. We defeated these, these um, really twisted, evil uh, situations. And then basically we gave it all back. We didn't annex Europe. The United States didn't say, well, we, us and, and our allies set you all, You know, we saved you all. And now you're, you're you know, the new states in the United States. We, we gave it all back because we valued more about freedom. There were really core ethics there that were really at the base of our action that says, you know, how, how do you want to be treated? How, how, how can people thrive? How, what kind of government needs to be there so that people can thrive and, and how much government does there need to be? And so not obviously right now, there's lots of debate, lots of animosity. And I think what we're really seeing today is that the terrain that we're fighting for is not necessarily geographic terrain, like in the past where maybe the World War II era, but we're really the, the terrain that we're battling with is internal. And so I would say, I would make my, what I would say is what we're dealing with here is systems are failing that we relied upon uh, in the past to do certain things or assist people who have felt wronged are confronting wrongs at an unprecedented rate. We have the power of the internet where anybody's voice can be heard. Basically, if you have a social media account, you can put something out there. You can make your voice known. And so any systems that have not, accounted for this rapid evolution of people's um basically the way we communicate i mean it's changed rapidly every day there's a new app or a new platform that comes out and i'm not against technology i'm not saying anything bad about technology necessarily but i'm saying that we have new ways of communicating happening daily we have intergenerational strife so so generation z and x are are frustrated with certain realities in baby boomer generation. Baby boomer generation is frustrated with the younger generation. There's inter, uh, there are so many different ways that people are having animosity with each other, but we're not really talking or having a shared experience of mutual respect. So largely we can go, you know, we can go on our device and we can, if we're And largely, I think we're being manipulated to a certain extent by certain powers that be that, that control how the media is Um, created crafted or being shared or who gets to share and who and how it's shared but and there's certain powers above you know that that exist that are you know trying to I guess there's certain profitability certain profitability that happens when there's outrage funneled into um, certain media outlets etc we can we can all get ramped up and drawn into this emotional terrain of aggression anger frustration Um, or what we can do is look at what's going on within ourselves, develop us an awareness, a self-awareness and an other awareness of what's happening, how am I being necessarily manipulated, what's healthy for me and what's not. How am I, how are these debates happening? Like oftentimes we see on the news, it's the one one person here from one political party and there's one person here from the other political party. They just get they just, you know, throw out all their talking points and they just call each other names. And it's not about progress at all. And so it's a it's a very, it, you know, it's very different than saying this is what the problem is. Well, let's, let's put the problem on the screen. And then let's find as many experts uh, who have studied this and understand it. And then how can we talk out a solution to that? So instead of just basically looking at it, and that's what I do with my consulting company, basically Ideal State Consulting is what is the ideal state? What is the actual state? And how do we get how do we close that gap? How do we go from what it is now, the truth, the raw, gritty, frustrating, not so pleasant truth of how it is and how do we get to that ideal state? And then the, and then it's just about development. And that's when you build partnerships. And that's when you, instead of outrage, anger, and just calling people names all the time, that's where you develop partners with people who may have been somebody who you may not politically identify with, you may not you know share a number of different uh, you know beliefs or whatever it is but you can get towards a solution and you can actually like each other and grow and teach each other along the way a different perspective as you go to solve the the problem i know, I know travis oh. you know in the marine corps i'm sure there was i'm sure there were people that you dealt with that you didn't necessarily like, but when when time came to get something done you had to work together right and and sometimes in those situations we grow in immense ways because we have to deal with people who are different from us I know um, and I don't want to get too off track here but I think you know with the rapid escalation a rapid innovation people are getting left behind people are getting angry and frustrated they're not feeling heard they're not feeling as if the as if their voice is being heard at their job in their families uh, in in government I don't think people are feeling heard and so uh, to create and and our media is not making it happen so that we can have an actual bonding growing experience to, to identify solutions to problem and then create them together largely it's just you know this 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 us versus them thing it's just put out there and it's just it just spirals us into anger aggression frustration and what we really need is not that we need we need and that's why that's why i'm invested so hard into resilience because i've seen in a bunch of my service work, I've seen, you know, people killing themselves, uh, people ripping each other apart physically, people um, killing each other, um, you know, people in severe dysfunction, people resulting from post-traumatic stress, alcoholism, you know, all of these things were destroying each other. And it doesn't have to be that way. It does. It just does not have to be that way. So if we develop these components of resilience, all of these things that they say can't be done, suddenly you realize they can. And the the person I thought was my enemy is actually one of my biggest, uh, you know, one of my biggest partners. So that's kind of my perspective on where we're at today.
0: So one of the things that I get from resilience or how I classify resilience is is being able to adapt to a situation that's beyond your control. So I have to think for you right now over the last couple of months, because you told me like, Travis, I'm just busy in a way that I haven't been before. Yeah. Would I be right in thinking that there are many people who have lost jobs, not just lost jobs or people who've lost family businesses, their entire livelihood, and they're just trying to put food on the table and keep the lights on. If they can do that day by day, week by week, they've won. Right. So my next thought here is don't we have situations where the whole pyramid of self actualization, excuse me, is breaking down. Yes. So that's making it harder to be resilient. Right. So what do you tell when, when someone comes to you and says, you know, I am, I, I, I don't know how to deal with this. Yep. How do you address that with that person in a way that kind of gives them the, the, the mental energy to face life's challenges? Yes. If that makes sense. And, uh,
1: Absolutely. So first, first and foremost, um, you know, I orient them to reality that, um, everything changes. The fact of the matter is that, you know, what I'm concerned about right now in 30 minutes, I may not be concerned about whatsoever, or, you know, there's always changes that are happening. And because it's this way now, it doesn't mean it will always be this way. Um, then it's, it's a, it's a discussion then to see how much pain are they in? What sort of pain is it? Is it long term? Is it, um, you know, where are they suffering? Where is that pain? When I talk with suicidal people, when I worked as a crisis negotiator or a hostage negotiator or when I was work, you know, when I'm doing crisis work, when I'm talking with somebody who is just in so much agonizing pain, they don't know up from down. They don't have, you know, they're just looking for an end to the pain. And that's when they get the, the thought of, you know, how can I end this pain? And uh, so it's largely, it's largely opening the door and, say, and basically communicating that you care about them, first of all because that's the truth because, uh, I don't care who they are. Um, you know, every person, um, that's alive and breathing. That's like I said, and I I believe it, it's not just some motivational speak talk. It's like, it is a miracle that we are alive and aware of it. It is at a massive opportunity. It is a map. And even at times where things can be, you know, crashing down so things that we're used to routines, structures societal infrastructures you know as those things change then it's an articulation and it's 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 a tell me about your pain tell me where tell me what you think is impossible tell me what barrier you're running up against that you can't figure out that you're just getting to the point where you're just spiraling into anger where you just are you know basically hiding on the floor and in fear and tears or, or you're just irritated by something, you just can't figure it out. Like there's different levels of where people are at with the challenges that they're facing. But it gets real and it depends on how badly it's affecting them, right? So how, what have they lost as a result of something? Have they lost their family? Have they lost their income? Have they lost you know, what is it that's being dismantled in them and where then is the fear coming from? And and largely mindfulness, as I've said, you know, is a huge, uh, something that I have found great comfort in and many people that I talk with experience it also, especially those who are dealing with post-traumatic stress, is the reality that the mindfulness concept that the future is not here yet, the past is gone, and this is the present moment. This is truly the only thing that's real. So, but sometimes our mind focusing and frequently our mind is always focusing, especially with, with military and first responder people who have been in traumatic environments and who have seen combat or who have even just trained for combat. It's about finding, seeing threats, right? And so running those scenarios through our heads of before we get somewhere, what are all the things that could go wrong? And so we spend all of our time focused on this future and all these potential scenarios, they call it catastrophizing, right? Where all these things could go wrong. And then we can get so sucked into that that we miss this present moment and we can get so sucked into our head of, you know, well, because I was abused as a child, that means that my future, that I have no future because I have been arrested before I, that, or because I had a heroin addiction and got on probation, I have a criminal record and have all these things on my, my record, that means that my future is over, but that's not true. Because we have this present moment and if we, like you were saying, if we are alive and breathing, there's still opportunity. And one of the things that I, and and the same with the past, we could be dealing with some of this survivor guilt. A lot of veterans have survivor guilt because something happened where their buddy got got hurt or they feel responsible or they feel like they didn't do something heroic enough to get the respect that, that people offer them. Uh, you know, that they went and they served. They didn't necessarily like storm the beach at Normandy, but they went and they served. And so they don't feel necessarily that they deserve a bunch of accolades. So there's a lot of things going on internally, especially with people who have been in traumatic environments or violent environments or who have uh, tried to be ready for those situations. So it's very difficult for us to get out of our own heads. And sometimes we get caught in the past and we're just mocked by it, can't go. But it's the same thing. Instead of being sucked into a, a scary future or a horrendous future that isn't even here yet and may never even
0: happen. So, so how do you how do you get that person to get out of that mindset, or right. or maybe not get them out? It's not the right word, but guide them yeah. in a different direction. Because yeah. you know they're coming to you for help. Yeah. You, you can see the problem. You diagnose the problem now, and you know where they have to go. Yeah. They're living in the past, yeah. or they're they're they're. Not scare the future, but they're they're apprehensive about the future. So you're trying to get them to deal with the present right now. How do you right. unlock that in them?
1: Yep, there's a number of techniques, and I would highly recommend. Um, you know, I'm I'm no guru. I'm no like <laughs> super. You know, ninja. Um, I've never spent you know 20 years in a monastery or anything like that. But it doesn't. You don't necessarily need to be some sort of um, ninja master. You know, to to basically. Follow your breath to just take a moment to take a deep breath and pay attention to everything you feel, the tingling in your toes, the pressure you feel on your shoulders from maybe, maybe you know, you, maybe you were carrying a backpack earlier in the day, your, your, your shoulders sore. Maybe you have arthritis, you feel a little bit of pain. You, you just focus on those sensations in the now. And then you can do very, various grounding exercises where you can focus on your breathing or you do what's called a body scan where you can put yourself in that present moment but then you you recognize also and if you can visualize it like this your thoughts and emotions they come and they go right so as you take your deep breath you'll notice that your your mind will start jumping around and i got to do this i got to do that i can't sit still i got i got uh, all that stuff uh, uh, what what about what about all this and then it becomes this thing where you just take joy in finding this present moment like this is so cool for me like i'm talking with you we're here um you know we have never met in person we found you know these we we are doing things for veterans together we are grieved by suicide we want to stop bad things from happening we want to have you like oscar mike you talk about this is a where your voice can be heard you know these good things like how satisfying is that right now and so so that is a thing that i that I'll work, it's a gratitude practice. It's something where we talk with somebody who's like spiraling in those ways. Okay, now you'll realize, okay, now I'm here to listen. Now you get it all out and you realize, well, 10 minutes later, I'm not, I've wore myself out. Okay, so I'm so angry about it. Okay, tell me about your anger. And these people do this and I hate this and this is an F these people and blah, 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 and I don't understand and nothing, you know, it's like, are you okay? So get it out and here we still are. And your anger comes and it goes, your thoughts, they come and they go. So it's very comforting. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, coming to shore. It's like the waves on the shore that just keep coming, but you are strong enough to say, oh, well I can step back. And these, these waves of emotion. These when I get, you know, triggered by someone where I see some act of violence, or I see like first responders and military people, you know, sometimes it's hearing screaming. Sometimes it's seeing blood, sometimes it's uh, a smell or, or, you know, something awful. You, you see, you know, the, all these awful things, you did CPR on somebody and a sound ab- about that strikes you as, you know, you, you smell something from a scene you, and all of these things can suddenly jolt you and you're in, and you're flashing or you're, you're going through this, these things that you've dealt with before. But then if you take that moment to breathe, and if you have that in your tool tool chest, and, and sometimes, some, you know, certainly that's not always good enough. Sometimes people need therapy. Sometimes people need to get some support. Sometimes they just need to go talk to a friend. Sometimes they need to just get out of the environment. Whatever it is, there's a variety of things. But to come back to that present moment and realize, here, I'm here now. And I am so grateful, look, and, and, and when we're negative, it's like this, this inertia that, that goes, 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 and we're like in it, and, right? And sometimes it's kind of pleasurable to get all caught up and you get your adrenaline up and you're getting, you know, hate and anger is a very motivating thing. I mean, that is how many changes are made is people manipulating you and letting you know how good it feels to hate somebody, to blame somebody for your problems, all the suffering that you had. it's their fault. It's their fault. You know, and then and then that becomes a very awful and frightening reality when you have people buying into that and then you get into like scary uh, societal situations. So to take people away from that manipulation and that exploitation and to say, you may have those feelings, but those feelings don't own you and you don't need to blame anybody else for them. This is just the reality of the human condition. Let's learn and grow from this so that we don't escalate to the point where we're harming other people, we're getting arrested, we're getting shot at, we're trying to, you know, let's, let's let the violence go. Let's get, gain a deeper perspective within of who we are, of how we may be manipulated by certain powers that be, and how we can have gratitude for all the amazing realities that are here and where is the opportunity? So it's a huge thing when you suddenly, when somebody realizes, okay, I lost my job, I don't know where I'm gonna, I don't have health insurance, I don't know where I'm gonna do any of this stuff. I'm scared, right? I'm scared of this future. I'm scared of all the awful things that could happen. What if my kid gets diagnosed with diabetes tomorrow? What if I get in a car wreck? I don't have health insurance. What if, and I I don't, you know, I don't have the skills for this 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 tech related world. If if you're an older person and you're scared you got laid off and you you don't know anything about apps and iPhones and all this stuff. But if you if if you focus on gratitude and you, you focus on saying, okay, I have all of these things and certainly my thoughts and my emotions will spiral. But if I can step back from that and then I can ground myself in the reality of, I have amazing friends. I have a family. I have enough money in the bank or whatever it is. Look, you do a survey of all the realities or you don't have this disease or you have legs that work or you, or whatever it is. If you go through these, 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 these gratitude practices you start to see what you have and you start to be geared to the fact that okay this is a challenge it doesn't mean it's going to be like this forever because everything constantly changes and it doesn't mean that i'm a failure because i'm still here and you know what i have an opportunity to grow and i may not get health insurance tomorrow and it might not be easy and it might nobody's going to wave a wand and give it to you or or this or that but sometimes people do and sometimes you find things within you that you never knew you had because you have got kicked in the nuts, because life came along and leveled you, because you got diagnosed with it, because it's not somebody else, it's you, and it's your kid that has to deal with this. And this, and, and, you know, we often get this message that to be successful, you got to have a million dollars, you got to have Jennifer Lopez as your girlfriend, you got to have a Maserati in your, in your garage, and you got to have, you know, and, and But that is not success, in my opinion. Success is being able to value the people in your life, to do good for others, to experience the glory of other people. Like I love working with dementia patients. That is one of the most amazing experiences I have ever had when people's minds are starting to shift and they're not able to relate to you. And so even the most minute little bit of conversation that you have where they say a word you understand and where you say a word they understand, that creates the most most profound glory of of being able to communicate with somebody like all the things that we take for granted like we're on here with all this technology and we're having this this talk and we'll continue to you know to, to to talk about all these concepts and things like that but what if you and i couldn't even understand what the other person was talking about we'd be staring at each other but but to find like people who would speak different languages and suddenly they're able to understand each other how that just changes the entire dynamic and you're, and you're like so thankful. You're like thinking of, oh, look at this person that I'm connecting with. I can share something about what I feel. They're sharing what they feel and, I have, and we're friends. We become friends during that situation. So, so orienting each other to these basics and then empowering people to say, okay, well, you you know, we're real good at saying everything's going to hell. We're real good at identifying. It's part, actually part of how the brain works to try to protect us. We see the negative, and and then we so that we can get a plan and be prepared to respond in case, right? And so our brains actually do this for us. They 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 they, they are skilled to see the negative, but when you train your brain to not just see those threats, but to also see all the positive and amazing things that are happening around you, the threats get smaller, you start feeling more powerful, you stop being mad at things you can't control, and you realize all the things you can do in response that nobody can take away from you, that it's just yours. You can have skills and tools to, to get up to say, okay, well, everyone else is doing this. I can't control that, but you know what? I can bring a meal to the person in my neighborhood whose kid has cancer and that makes me feel good that their suffering is eased a little bit tonight. And I can do not just do that today, but you know what else I can do? I can, you know, listen to Oscar Mike radio and I can connect with other veterans in my community and I can and I can get involved because I don't want any veterans to take their own life because it's happening all over the place. And so there are things that I can do. And I may not be able to solve, you know, questions about universal health care or affordable health care, and I may not be able to make, you know, um you know foreign policy work a certain way but you know what i can work with my local school district to help a poor kid eat who can't go to school right now because of covid 19. i know i can take you know there are things that we can do and pretty soon the world that you see is dark and awful and scary and twisted and violent you start saying oh my gosh well the world right in front of me has opportunities left and right for me to impact people's lives and i'm going to grow in that i'm going to grow bo- i'm going to get bonds with them i'm going to have true community and we're going to overcome challenges face to face today
0: so one of the things that when we first talked your outreach was still just not just but get up yep You had written your book about the baseball player who had gotten, you know, hit his first game out. You you were getting going and it was get up. And then since we've talked, you have really transferred this to the concept of get up nation, which in in a way really applies to our country right now. We need to get up as a nation. So I would have to think in some ways your outreach is growing this nation of people who have embraced resiliency, who understand mindfulness, and are seeing that work in their lives, and they're spreading the word. So, how has that been for you to be a part of this in their discovery, but also your own growth?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, that's what it. It's what feeds me. It's what gives me life. It's the, you know it's fuel for the fire within. You know, we say. And I don't want to be gimmicky, you know, like, yeah, you know, I have a podcast, I have a book and yeah, you know, it. and I, I want to sell copies of my book and et cetera and all that stuff. But yeah, it's bigger than that. It's, it's, so uh, we talk about it's a global network of resilient people who are committed to creating profound, positive uh, change and, and legacies of, of profound positive impact. Like seriously. Um, well, the reason, yeah, like, yeah.
0: The, the, the reason I bring that up is, and we talked about this last time you were on is a lot of times people like yourself with your kind of message veteran have a hard time getting his word out there with the I'm not and I'm, and I'm not disparaging anybody but there's other people that do their thing and gets a lot more views press whatever you want to yeah. call it positivity sure. never really sells but negativity yeah. does yeah but I've always been impressed by you've taken this positive thing wrapped this nation-like surge behind it and said it can work if you embrace it, and people are. Mm -hmm. So that's a really different, you know, thing that I've seen that I'm not, we need more of it. And and so I'm just, you know, again, I I mean, you've kind of been answering that before I interrupted you just now, but how has that been like for you to see that take root and take place?
1: Yeah, that's, um, I'm honored to do this. Like people come on my show, and they talk about their adversity that they've experienced. You know, whether it's uh, you know soldiers and marines or uh, airmen or, or seamen getting, you know, going or navy seals going to, uh, or even civilians you've had on. Combat. Yep. And I mean, to hear their stories of combat, but then to hear, like we just had uh, the happier hustle, uh, Casey had was just on here and she um, survived cancer. And um, we have a lot, Leah Saragusa. We have all these people. So there, there are some like celebrities who've been kind enough to come on the show and talk about the things that they're promoting and things like that. But what I, you know, and what I really truly love is, is talking with, you know, a cancer survivor or a, um, or a human trafficking survivor, come on and talk about, or a, uh, you know, people who have endured child abuse and have survived that and gone on to do amazing things. That's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you span the network of, of people, basically whatever adversity you've been through, you have an opportunity for resilience. And so whatever adversity is out there, so we have it, whether it's cancer, whether it's combat, whether it's uh, child abuse, whether it's post-traumatic stress, uh, military sexual trauma, um, you know, poverty, um, addiction, There's tons of people who have come on and just shared their story of adversity. But what we find, and that's what I I am very proud of, is people of every race, people of every gender, people of every background, every socioeconomic background, religious background, people who come on this show. And I I love looking down the line at all the different faces and shapes and colors of people who come on and they talk about their adversity and they tell their inspiring stories of going through hell. And what they experienced there and what they learned from it, and where they are now. And I just hope that, and I, I just hope that when people are in their dark moments, and I don't care if I reach a million people or I reach three people or anywhere in between that, as long as those people in those moments in that darkness find it, and as long as they can hear that voice of somebody who has been through a similar thing, so they know they're not alone. So the pain that they're feeling, they, they understand suddenly there's other people out there who have this experience as well. It's not just because God hates me, little, you know, it's, it's because this is the reality of what the human condition is. And like I said, true success is somebody who, in the agony of their bed, fights on another day, their hand is held, they, are, they find solace in a voice on a radio or an app, and they, they find people out there who are saying get up. It's okay. This it will not always be like this. It will not always be like this. African-American men who are frustrated with the systems that are out there and and violence in in our communities and first responders who are also frustrated that would that care about people that risk their lives every night. Um, You know, first responders that are going out there, uh, ER staff that are, you know, young men and women who are going to work every day to scared that they're going to contract COVID and bring it home and affect their own families while still serving their communities. Like all of the, all of the things that are happening, we are not enemies. We are not enemies. We're human beings that, that suffer. And if we can bandy and if we, and, and I don't care if the media gets it and, you know, I don't care if there's a million followers, like I said, or three, as long as when I was here, I created content that brought solace to people who are suffering and that guided them out of agony, then that's a win, that's success. I don't care if I ever make a million dollars. You know, but I do care if somebody plays Get Up Nation when somebody's you know, drinking themselves to sleep with a gun in their mouth and they're considering you know, ending it all and they hear somebody on that show say, I was there too and uh, don't do it. And they set that weapon down then that's 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 success. I don't care what anybody says success is. That is for me. That's what it is.
0: No, I, I certainly you know understand that, and yeah. and you know I've gotten i you know you don't have a lot of followers. You don't have a lot of views. You're, you're yeah. not. But I don't. I don't care about any of that. I care about the yeah. number one. All, all I want to know is did I affect one person's life in a positive way? And that's yeah. hard to do on on a good day. I mean. Yeah. I, I use the analogy of the cat video. I said cat videos can get, you know, 200,000 views in, in a couple of days. <laughs> they make people smile for a while, but, y- y- you know, I'm not trying to be a cat. I'm just trying to tell you there's a way out if you want to. Yep. Um, during this time, you're, 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 you're working. There's a lot being asked of you because people are coming to you for help. Mm -hmm. Um, just, just briefly, how do you recharge your batteries when the energy is, is is hard to find some days?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a practice that, um, like I said, a mindfulness practice. So I practice meditation. Um, music is big for me, but doing this, man, this is in writing, uh, writing projects, communicating, talking with you right here. Um, sharing positive content and talking with somebody and just putting it out there and regardless, you know, that's what recharges me. I guess um, I try to be disciplined of, of growing constant. Like I, I, I don't know if I have ADD or not, but um, I'm constantly interested in things. So I just constantly learn and seek because the more you learn um, with the goal of that learning, connecting you with people, then it's like this awesome uh, never ending growth process because um because you know whether no matter what it is if if whatever you find interesting i would just encourage anybody out there if you're struggling with resilience i would just uh, with not being resilient i would just encourage you like what is engaging to you what you know is it whatever it is whether it's like you what's your thing you find butterflies fascinating uh because they are and you find that and you read 17 books a month about how a chrysalis is formed and this and that and how, how this creature makes that transformation and what that, you know, what that means for not only our ecosystem, but for human beings and certain plant species. Like whatever engages you, I don't care what it is, fishing, um, you know, whatever it is if you, there's, a, I believe there's a reason for that. And if you grow into that, that will awaken you, but it doesn't just awaken you to something amazing and awe-inspiring in our, in our world. It will open you to other people who have that same interest and how people are affected by it. So it will basically grow you there. The way I look at it is, um, you know, those things are there for a reason. It'll grow you. It will take you into a place where you are awe-inspired at, at being alive, where you don't where anger can't touch you for long because you're so engaged by the positive, amazing things in our world that you feed yourself in that way. And so when I see people doing that or I help them do that, that feeds me. And then I'm super inspired by the people that I meet because they're doing all this innovative and cool work that you're seeing things as they've never been seen before or as you've never seen them. And so little things that we take for granted suddenly become this deep wealth of, oh my gosh, that's ultra interesting and I could spend all night Listening to this person talk about this thing that engages them. So and so that's how I that's how I Keep my fire going when I'm what I've
0: just talked with like so it really like, is It really is you attract what you project and if you're at peace with yourself and you're Curious about the the, the world and you and put that energy out there. You're going to get the same in return Yeah, if you put out negativity hatred and, and anger yeah. You're gonna get that in return you are Get
1: bigger, absolutely.
0: So as we're shutting down, man. I mean, this 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 time, folks, just flies by. It's just really really great. Um, you know, we could talk. You know, all night, Ben. What what do you have on on tap? What's next for getup Nation?
1: Yep. Um, let's see. So we have some awesome guests coming up. Yeah. Okay. So you could go to getupnation.com. You can subscribe there. We have premium uh, memberships available. I think it's about twenty five bucks a month. You can get a bunch of exclusive premium content that that um, will help you develop resilience if that's what you're interested in. Uh, but the podcast is free. You don't have to. You can listen to every episode. Um, so all that's free and, and ultimately at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, what I want is for you to check out my content. You can subscribe to it for free. You don't need to do the premium membership if you don't want to. Um, you can access our book. The audio book just came out of Get Up, The Art of Perseverance. It's, a, it's a, one of the most unique stories in Major League Baseball. Adam Greenberg got struck in the back of the head with a 92 mile, mile an hour fastball in his first plate appearance. Um, and has an amazing story of getting back to the big leagues, really, really quality, high integrity person who um, is just has a, a profound story. So you can get copies of that book. You can get videos about that. I have, um, another project that will be coming out spring, uh, 2021. I can't talk in too much detail about that now, but it's coming. Um, let's see what else we got going. There's, you can always.
0: You got doing, coffee too. You got coffee and like, uh. <laughs> Some kind yeah. of vegetable stuff. Like I saw greens. Yeah,
1: greens, man. Yeah, we got that. So get. Uh, I love my fellow uh, a veteran uh, f- uh, friend of mine, Eric Hadley. He's a Navy veteran CEO of gotyour 6 He is uh, an amazing person doing good work uh, in his neck of the woods. And he that's that's my official uh, coffee of Get Up Nation right there. Uh, but then, yeah, we uh, grow uh, microgreens. I grow vegetables that have herb, uh, like, you know, cilantro, basil, uh, all sorts of herbs that oh, throughout the winter here in my area I live in the Wisconsin area and so um, bringing people nutritious uh, herbs and microgreens which is uh, it's basically the early form of the vegetable that often it it's it grows like this 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 big you can look it up uh, microgreens but basically the nutrition in that that plant when the plant is you know only one to three inches tall this the nutrition in that plant is often more intense in that form than to wait for the vegetable or the fruit to actually grow. So if for instance, you know, you, you eat kohlrabi or you eat uh, broccoli, sometimes with the microgreen, you get much more like exponential amounts of nutrients and eating the microgreen when the plant is very young then waiting for the fruit to be, to happen. So basically, throughout the winter, I love growing um, herbs. I love growing microgreens and healthy vegetables for people. I have subscriptions so people can get those w- weekly delivered to them uh, throughout the winter months. I love bringing people fresh produce in the middle of the winter in Wisconsin winter when it's nutty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those are some of the things that got going. Um, just happy to. Um, be here for anybody as they're going through some stuff. We're happy to be a resource. Want to send some pow- uh, positive content your way. Just join our network. If you're looking to do some good, get inspired, join us. I'm not like necessarily a motivational speaker type guy, but I am just driven to like, let's do some good now and make it happen. If that's inspiring to people, great. But I'm not going to like fire you up for five minutes and then <laughs> walk no, away. Folks,
0: I'll have all the links to, to Ben's, you know, content in the show post. Uh, for this uh, podcast and video so you can check it out I, I do from time to time Ben and uh, I'll close with this I do from time to time because you know I'm not perfect and, and sometimes I can get very frustrated sometimes life is just throwing curveballs literally and you know I'm like oh my god I mean how in the world is this going to work and you know between that um, Warrior's Work of Virtues and your show sometimes I get the little mental boost that I need and and so what I'm trying to say, to people, is, is, is it works? It works. In, in being part of the nation, Ben, and I'll, I'll close with this on my end. You're not alone. That's right. So I, I really want to, you know, drive that home. And I just right. think the work you're doing is is needed now more than ever. And I can't imagine some of the things you're having to deal with as a result of. And you know, we got this pandemic. We got the unrest. We have got the, you know, the, the the racial stuff going on right now. I mean, it's just. Yeah. i can't i don't even want to I, I, it's just i can't it's like a slippery slope so yeah. Yeah. your work's important and, and you certainly you know if if my word means anything you made a difference in my life i appreciate that brother
1: And that's a, that's an honor that makes that makes everything worth it right there and uh, i just appreciate you and your friendship i appreciate what you do um what you do for this veteran community and uh you know it's great to be it's great to I benefit as much from GetUp nation, uh, you know, I, I get I am so it's so satisfying to me and it's so satisfying to hear other people benefit from it to uh, To help me know that it that there's other people out there. And so it's, it's very encouraging to me to hear you say that. And I'm just honored that you're a part of it and and uh, thank you for this opportunity to come and share a little bit of uh, my experience with your network and your audience.
0: Hey, so this is number 206 shutting down. Uh, Of course, we're going to have Ben back on. It's without question already. Uh, Hope your uh, Labor Day weekend is safe and happy as we end summer, unfortunately. But as we say at Oscar Mike Radio, mission in flight. Uh, Ben, thank you so much for coming on my show. I really enjoyed it. And folks, check out the links to all his content content everywhere and uh, be a part of the nation. Thank you.
1: Thank you.